0: Hello, everyone. Kevin here. Before we get started with the rest of the episode, I just wanted to take a short little break here to get you guys over to The Story Is. It's a very special podcast hosted and created by my good friend Sam Logan co-host here on Podomania. He talks about all kinds of stories ranging from politics uh, to, you know, so- to issues of society, strange stories, personal stories. Uh, it's a really great podcast. Go and check it out. The story is available on Anchor as well as everywhere else you get your podcast. And now on with the show. This is Potomania. And welcome everyone to Potomania, episode I don't know which number.
1: Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Find the Roman numeral for that.
0: (laughs) This is. Question mark, question mark. (laughs) Well, you know what? They never kept track of the Raw episodes. They just let you know, like, oh, hey, it's been 1,000.
1: Great. Yeah.
0: I wasn't counting, but all right. Right. <laughs> I, I, that's like celebrating. Hey, guess what? This is the 1,000th episode of the ABC Nightly News. Yeah. Great. That's great. I, yeah, terrific. I, this is the 1,000th episode of Major League Baseball on ESPN. Awesome. Do you have any commentators? No. Yeah, just all right.
1: No, just uh, just tell me about the next Fox show that's going to fail.
0: Yes, Uh, I want to know the show that I'm going to be really into, and then you're going to cancel it and crush my hopes and dreams. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. All right. So our topic for this episode: rebooking WrestleMania. And I remember when we first came up with the idea of doing this podcast, I kind of pitched this idea of rebooking a show to you. And I remember you had a specific, you were very like, oh, I have a very clear idea of what I would like to do. Well, yes, we'll s- save that for later. Um, I will have to let everyone know I had, yes, I stole this idea, I guess you could say from, uh, originally on the channel, uh, what culture wrestling, um, one of their former, uh, guys Adam a is who's now over on wrestle talk, um, had a series of things where he would go over storylines or sometimes entire shows. I don't call Adam books, you know, and it's like, like, I remember the big one that got me into watching a lot of them was Adam Book's The, uh, the Invasion Angle. Um, and he would talk about what happened, and then he would talk about, like, what he would do and how he could make it better, because he's a smartass. Um,
1: yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, it's the, a great the, series.
0: Yeah, and then there were different versions of, like, how they... Something that's coming, and it's like, you know, like, Undertaker's retirement, you know, how I would given the opportunity so that's kind of where i got this idea uh i just really think it's fun to kind of do this kind of thing um so for this one we we were sticking to wrestlemanias um really there weren't any rules i think i was kind of operating under the idea of anything i do it can't to change the show and rebook the show um, I didn't want to go outside the realm of possible of this possibly happening I didn't want to like you know like and Andre the giant it's WrestleMania 35 and Andre the giant comes in and it's like uh. yeah. <laughs> so I stuck strictly to the rules of reality that I was dealing with um um but I mean that was just me so we'll we'll see what you did uh Sam yeah, um, i did
1: I did a little. Uh, I did a little hindsight as twenty twenty.
0: Oh, I, I totally did some of that. Okay, did a lot of that. I did a lot of that. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm really interested in yours. I, I I think I know what yours is, so we'll save it for that being the last one. Yeah, sure. I feel like that one's going to be really fun. Um, so I'll go first. Um, WrestleMania I picked was WrestleMania thirty five. That was uh, not the most recent one, the COVID one, but the one before that, um, which was famously headlined, uh, the main event, Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. First time women have main evented a WrestleMania. Uh, Ronda Rousey had been with the company for a year. And uh, uh, the other big story coming out of that WrestleMania was, or going up to that WrestleMania was uh the Kofi Kingston run uh run um the very emotional uh uh, roller coaster ride of being denied and denied and denied and then finally getting a shot and will he become the first African-born uh champion um in the WWE and um Uh, so I got the original before I go down the the kind of what changes I would do uh, I kind of wrote down just to refresh everyone's memory of what this is um, the original card of Wrestlemania 35 so I remember I didn't write this down but I do remember the show started and also I ignored the pre-show because the WWE they ignored the pre-show so why you know
1: yes why Um, should yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Except this was the year with uh, the the incredible heel work of Colin Jost and Michael Shea, a la SNL, going after Braun Strowman for some reason. What? Uh, Yeah, they were like a guest host on an episode of Raw. And they were like making fun of wrestling or whatever to Braun Strowman and he took exception. And he was like, ah, and they appeared in the uh, arena in, during the uh, 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 the uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Um, and of course it came down because they were like sneaking around. It came down to the two of them in the ring and it was more Colin Jost versus Braun Strowman and Michael yeah. he was just kind of like uh, he hates me cuz by association and right. yeah,
1: um, cuz everyone hates Colin Jones.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I remember he came out and he I forget where this WrestleMania was. I think I want to say it was New York, New Jersey. Um, could be wrong. Um but I remember he came, whatever city he was in, he came out trolling one of their sports teams by wearing, I guess, a jersey of classic some sort that that was there that was no longer there, uh, or something like that. Um, and I remember Michael Bay mm-hmm. was in like traditional like high school amateur wrestling gear, complete with like the head s- straps and whatever. <laughs> um, I remember that being kind of fun, but. Nice. Also really ridiculous. Um, (laughs) But the show proper started out with Alexa Bliss because I think she was injured at the time and couldn't fully wrestle. She was still recovering from something. Uh, So she came out to kind of like introduce the show and she had a, a guest and it was Hulkamania brother. And he came out, Hulk Hogan came out. This was his first time in front of an American audience after being let back into the WWE fold for doing uh, good works with uh, boys and girls clubs I guess I think maybe Boy Scouts of America I forget which one was that the uh, but doing enough charity to in their minds uh, forgive for the racial things that
1: uh, mm-hmm.
0: he got in trouble for yeah, uh, is
1: that, is that, was that his uh, his uh, charity work for uh, for uh, I don't know for uh, the but... The Court of uh, People's Opinion decided he needed to do. Yes.
0: Um, And he had returned at a uh, WrestleMania, at a uh, a WWE pay-per-view like a while before, uh, but it was the Crown Jewel pay-per-view in uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, which was his first one because, of course, you know, they're not really going to care about that in Saudi Arabia, so he won't get booed. Uh, and then I remember he appeared on a Raw uh, when Mean Gene Okerlund died, um, paying tribute to him. And this was his first WrestleMania-like appearance. Um, so I remember that. And then the show started off with, after that whole business was done, almost immediately Paul Heyman comes bursting through like right between them kind of ruins their whole thing marches his way angrily down waddles into the ring gets on the mic and says if my client barack lesnar is not going to be the main event then we're going first so we can get the hell out of here and so it was like a spur of the moment like oh okay i guess we're doing this first so brock came out seth came out uh seth was uh had won the uh I believe he won the royal rumble that year um but either way he was he had this was the year of seth rollins he was mm-hmm. intercontinental champ for a while he was this was before everyone started hating on him um, yeah <laughs> uh, and he came out they had a really quick match it looked like maybe brock was just going to squash him and leave and then seth magically came out curbed on stomped him for a little bit and then won the title, swung it around. And it was actually a very good energetic start. And then moved on to AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. That was a really good match. And then they had the tag team championships for uh, SmackDown. The Usos defeated The uh, the Bar. Uh, the team of Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. And the... Uh, New to the to the SmackDown roster uh, from NXT team of Alistair Black and Ricochet, two uh, wrestlers very skilled in singles combat, for some reason being a tag team. Uh, Yeah, the Usos were the champions and they retained. Then we go into the storyline of Shane McMahon versus The Miz, uh, which began at Crown Jewel and went all the way through. You know Shane. The Miz was injured at Crown Jewel in the competition for the, you know, the world's greatest, uh, the greatest wrestler in the world. Um, the Miz was in the finals, but he got injured because of a pre-match brawl. and because it was he was a smackdown guy, Shane was in charge of Smackdown, so he was like, I'll sub in and he won. and the everyone on the internet went crazy because it was like, of course shane mcmahon is the greatest wrestler in the world this is terrible
1: yeah i i always felt like sorry to interrupt i always felt like uh shane is trying to do his tried to do his own like undertaker thing like every wrestlemania there was an undertaker match he felt like he had to do every wrestlemania there was a shane mcmahon match
0: yeah it definitely felt like that and this was one of them, and they had they they were invested in this story, even though no one cared. They had Shane and the Miz, kind of form a loose partnership, be tag team uh, champions for a while, uh, and then they lost it, and Shane blamed the Miz and attacked his father. Um,
1: the, the non-wrestler blames the wrestler,
0: and <laughs> so uh, that led to a whole. Uh, thing and so they had a false count anywhere match this is famously where the gif of of uh, the Miz's father in the ring putting his dukes up very nervously came from uh you can probably go around the internet and see that everywhere uh because he came he, he did that during the match was very long uh ended it was false count anywhere ended with Miz suplexing shane off of uh, a tower uh, onto some, uh, you know, device that was obviously padded for you know protection, uh, yeah. landed in such a way Shane was on top of him so Shane won the match, and they kept this instead of ending it at WrestleMania they decided to keep it going and they ended it at I think Crown Jewel which came after this um, then the women's tag teams happened. Um, this was recently new the first and only champions of bailey and sasha banks the boss and hud connection were the champions um and they were defending it against the team of nia jackson tamina beth phoenix and natalia and the iconics the iconics won um and then right in the middle of the show was kofi versus daniel bryan kofi won um going through this i realized if there was any a year to try out a two night wrestlemania formula it would have been this because yeah. it definitely felt like this should have been the end of the pay-per-view but i also was like the ladies deserve to be the end of the pay-per-view because and i was like just i'm i was so emotionally spent after that and it's in the middle of the of the card and i was so emotionally spent from that that match because they did it so well um and kofi winning was so amazing and really felt for him and i definitely felt like they would have benefited from like okay this is the end of night one and then the rest of it could have been a night two but they didn't do that uh i can fix it um uh, <laughs> then he had samoa joe uh does completely smash Rey Mysterio in a U.S. championship match. I think it lasted a minute. Um, Then Roman Reigns in his first uh, WrestleMania uh, after returning from leukemia, from uh, being in remission. Uh, And he had a feud going with Drew McIntyre and he won. Uh, Then we get to the match that was the longest match for some reason on the card. Triple H defeated Batista in a no hold, holds barred match and if triple h lost he would have to retire uh he obviously this this was started uh at a smackdown uh, reunion show or whatever and batista showed up it was in his hometown of washington dc and evolution reformed to kind of reminisce and it was batista's turn and he said uh Triple H has done everything. He was talking up Triple H. He's done everything except beat me. And they had kind of a little like confrontation. The crowd really reacted. Um, then uh, Triple H did some weird stuff with uh, the Undertaker, Kane, and uh, HBK, and in, uh, in Australia, in Australia, oh. about. And yeah. he got injured, which put put a kibosh on this thing. But then he got better enough to compete. Um, and so they had a, the thing on Raw where they were celebrating uh, Ric Flair's birthday, and everyone's in the ring, and then no Ric Flair, and then camera in the back, and it's Batista yep. pulling him out, saying, "Have your attention now, Hunter." And um, yeah, this was the longest match on the card for some reason.
1: Um, was it? Was it just because Batista was retiring?
0: I have no idea.
1: If I if I remember correctly, I think it was all set up because he was like, "I want like one last match."
0: Well, that's what it was. It was presented that way, but that this is how he wanted his last match to be. Uh, And hearing him talk about it, he he specifically wanted Triple H because he was so instrumental in him having the career he had. Uh, Because originally he wasn't one of the guys chosen for Evolution. And Triple H kind of fought for him and thought there was something there. And uh, because young Randy Orton, um, when they were putting him as the breakout star of evolution, because he started to have a really bad attitude and treat people the wrong way, they quickly was like, (laughs) oh, let's move him on to this show. Uh, Let's do Batista. He's our new guy. He's the breakout. Yeah,
1: uh, we can actually count on Batista to show up.
0: Yeah, and not piss people off yeah Um, so so he wanted to and he he had triple h had never beaten batista on any pay-per-view i think in their few uh he famously was champion in their first bout when batista turned on him and batista won at wrestlemania um so that was the whole thing of like triple h never got his win back and he wanted to you know thank him for everything he's done and all that um. Anyway, then we got onto the next travesty because that wasn't enough. Baron Corbin <laughs> defeated Kurt Angle in his farewell match. It was advertised before. This was Kurt Angle's last match, and instead of being, you know, a good match with a proper opponent, it was a six-minute match with uh, Baron Corbin. Who, who cares about him,
1: Captain Charisma?
0: Captain Charisma himself, Baron Corbin. And he won and it was very unceremonious. And he wrote that thing of, I'm the guy who defeated Kurt Angle for like two weeks and then people forgot about it. Uh, defeating the whole purpose of having him be the one who defeated Kurt Angle. Yeah, what a waste. What a waste. Then we have the demon Finn Balor who came out um, and defeated the Intercontinental Champion uh, Bobby Lashley. Um, so he became new Intercontinental Champion. Um, And then we got the main event. Becky Lynch defeated Ronda Rousey and Charlotte for both the SmackDown and Raw women's titles. Um, In the worst uh, roll-up in WrestleMania history, (laughs) um, she (laughs) rolled Ronda up, uh, but um, unfortunately, the camera was at a specific area and they weren't doing it correctly and Ronda's shoulders were clearly up even though they counted to 3 oh and it became this whole thing and it was also like that with this hot feud you end it with a roll up oh you end it with a roll up yeah like, the logic of it makes sense the logic of it makes sense because Ronda Rousey is a fighter and she's a submission specialist, and she gets defeated with a simple wrestling move. And she's not an experienced wrestler, and it's a wrestling move that gets her. They did the same thing with when uh, Shayna Baszler came into the WWE for the first time in the Mae Young women's title, uh, women's uh, uh, classic. Uh, she made it all the way to the finals, defeating everyone, and Kyrie Sane defeated her uh, with a roll-up um so it, it was that same although they did it a lot better they did it a lot better um this one they didn't uh, especially since that was the end of ronda Rousey's contract and she hasn't appeared in wwe since although there have been rumors of her returning for another run at some point um i assume that was put on hold because i heard rumblings of that happening uh, a few months ago uh, around the time of wrestlemania um, and uh, Royal Rumble, but mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of that was put on hold when they found out Becky Lynch was pregnant, and they probably decided to delay Rhonda coming back until she could feud with Becky and get that thing started again. So, I mean, that's just my conjecture. Who knows? Anyway, I thought that was an okay pay-per-view, but I thought there were so many opportunities to do better that I just... From top to bottom, I was like, this whole thing needs to be fixed. So this is how I would do it. Kevin
1: WrestleMania.
0: I I would start the same way. If you want Hulkamania there, you can have Hulkamania there. Fine. I would do the same thing, have a little pomp and circumstance, and then all of a sudden, record scratch. Here comes Paul Heyman. Says, we're doing the Universal title now. I thought it was a great way to start. It was nice and quick and snappy. Uh, You got all the satisfaction of seeing Brock Lesnar lose um, and the excitement of WrestleMania has started, but also it didn't take too much time. So there's plenty of time for the other matches that probably deserve more time than another Brock Lesnar match uh, do. So you can give that time to them. And then I would go right into the AJ Styles versus Randy Orton match. I thought that was a good idea. Putting them after this, uh, because they definitely had the skills in that match. I remember that match being really good, um, and those two are so good together. Um, and I mean, Randy Orton in general in the last few years is certainly he just hit things into new gear. It seems like he's just
1: yeah, and he's the workhorse of of the WWE for a few years now.
0: He he is, and. And AJ's really good. He, he's kind of he kind of has been developing into that as well as Vince's kind of go-to guy uh, for really anything. And uh, so that'd be a good way. And also it keeps the energy up. I think they'd be do a good job on keeping that energy up. Although at some point the energy does need to dip down a little. So then after that, I would put right after that instead of going to the uh, men's tag team match. I would go to Miz versus Shane O'Mac false count anywhere I would keep the finish the same but I would have Miz win and end the feud because no one cares <laughs> no one cares and I liked how they ended it because they actually started acknowledging Miz his style in the ring of being a little too safe like he's afraid like almost like he's afraid to get hurt anyway um and they ended this with him suplexing off of a huge in a very shane mcmahon type of way risking body and you know their bodies to like do something really extreme get that you know nice picture thing um so it would be great i thought it would have been great to give him that moment but then also give him the win yeah, because then that would have meant more him actually doing that something that extreme that he doesn't do very often if at all he finally went. he, he uses that finally and he gets the win against Shane McMahon who's you know insulted and beat up his father his uh, father rather uh, although he's also beat up his own father um, yeah uh, and no one really cared about this match anyway or this feud or this storyline. It was dumb. They'd be going on for too long. They had many opportunities to end it earlier and they didn't. They should have ended it here, but you know, whatever. Uh, Then I would go to the men's tag team uh, match, the SmackDown one. Now, originally they had the Usos, the Usos won. They were the champions coming in and they retained. I would instead, and I know this sounds weird, I would have gone, Alistair Black and Ricochet win, and they become the new uh, tag team uh, champions of SmackDown. They're not a traditional, uh, you know, tag team. They put them together kind of because they wanted to get things hyped before WrestleMania. And those two had pretty much, they were doing really good stuff at NXT, but. You could tell they were kind of hitting the ceiling there a little bit. And, right, you know, they they saw potential in both of them. And they brought them in, and they, but with nothing to do, they just brought them in to bring them in. And they just kind of stuck them in this match because they didn't know where else to put them. But they want to showcase them. But my feeling is, if you're going to do that, do something with it. Yeah. You know, these two guys are so good. And yes, they're not tag team specialists, but, you know, ni- neither was The Rock and McFoley. but we all remember the Rock and Saw Connection. And mm-hmm. that's, so like, give them a chance to do something spectacular. And then, yeah, you make do and then in a few months, you could take it off them, give it to the Usos again, uh, or the Bar. I thought they gave up on that tag team a little uh, too quickly. I thought they were an amazing tag team um and then you could have them do singles runs where they belong but that's what i would do and then after that i would go right into triple h i would have it triple h versus batista i'd have it the exact same way no holds barred if triple h is lo- loses he has to retire but the match was 25 minutes long oh yeah. oh yeah 25 minutes
1: Oh my word! Uh,
0: two of one every once in a while wrestler versus an actor who used to wrestle years ago in a hardcore match, essentially. Oh. for twenty five minutes.
1: Well, like, you're other. just asking for both boredom and injuries to occur.
0: Now, I my only, but I I like the build was really good. That that was the hard part. It was like these two really know how to tell a story and they built it really well. And there were aspects of the match were good, it just ran too long. So I would mandate this one be 15 minutes or less and, and then I would move on. And I would move on to the women's tag team titles uh, here in the middle. I put them in here where, roughly where Kofi versus Brian originally was. I would have the women's tag team go here, kind of in the middle of the pay-per-view but I would have the Boston Hug Connection retaining because you need, these are new titles. They're only a few months old. You need to build them up, the, the, the aura of, of them. You need to build them up a little. So yeah. I would have them retain. And then in a few months, you can drop some of the Iconics or Naya and Tamina or whoever. Um, but yeah, then I would go to Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. I'd keep that exactly the same. It's a nice feel good story. Roman Reigns beats cancer and then he comes back beats Drew McIntyre. Doesn't hurt Drew McIntyre at all. He's fine. Um, then I would go to Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley for the intercontinental title. I'd actually give them time to do this. I think they only got six minutes before. Um, so I would give them a little more time. I think those two together could do something interesting. Um And then after that, this is where I would put Kofi and uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, I should be noted that I took the Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio U.S. Championship match. I took that off of the card. I think that does – and I'm not putting it in the pre-show. That match, because it was so quick, I feel like those two could have really done a cool match together.
1: Yeah, those are two very talented wrestlers.
0: But it also – there's not much buildup to it in this one. So I would have made that match the headliner of the raw after WrestleMania. I think yeah. that would be a great way. Those are always really great shows, really great raws. And I think putting them as the headliner of that raw one would have elevated the title because who cares about the US title? Um,
1: true, Unless you're a big WCW guy.
0: That's true. Uh, or, or John Cena um and i I would and have those two doing a great match but here take them off there's not enough time and instead have just kofi and brian exactly the same way i I wouldn't change a damn thing about this one not at all um and then so there's only two spots left main event which i'm keeping the same but then this one this is where i would put kurt angle versus baron corbin Kurt Angle is one of my favorite wrestlers and he deserved better. So I would have had him beat Baron Corbin in like two minutes. But then, and after, I was trying to figure out how do you recover from the emotions of Kofi versus Brian. This is how you do it. Kurt Angle's farewell match. He wins it in two minutes. Pomp and circumstance. He starts to say goodbye. All of a sudden you hear, do 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 john cena comes out surprises everyone comes on down surprise challenges kurt angle kurt angle was his first uh opponent uh ever on the main roster as a wrestler. Yes, right. uh that was where the famous like uh and what it, what makes you think you have what it takes to beat kurt angle ruthless aggression and then he headbutted him So in this one, I would have them come out, meet face to face, kind of look at and just kind of like do like head nods at the referee Mm -hmm. being like, we're going to go stay here and then have them kind of like just stare at each other, no words, and then Kurt Angle headbutts John Cena to start in a reversal of the first thing they did because when he said ruthless aggression john cena headbutted kurt angle and they started the match but this Mm -hmm. one i would have it reversed kurt angle does the headbutt and you don't let it go on too long uh kurt angle wasn't in the best shape um you know he he, everything had started wearing on him at that point john cena was still part-time um so i'd have it go like six minutes and i'd have cena win and then have a nice like farewell moment, you know, how do you recover from the emotion of Kofi versus Brian? You have a nice surprise. Everyone always gets really excited for surprise appearances. And the John Cena versus Kurt Angle, that's the one everyone wanted, either that one or everyone thought maybe Shelton Benjamin because they were on Team team Angle together and they were both in the company at this time. Um, But the big one everyone wanted was john cena uh, because of the history there makes total Um, sense and so you get a nice quick match to kind of spur everyone together um and then uh, i'd move on to the final match and i have it be the exact same way becky becky lynch defeating ronda rousey and charlotte but i would make this a submission match and in the, in the build-up to it, I would have... So, Ronda turned heel a little bit before this um, because the crowd didn't like her. Um, and Charlotte had just been heel Charlotte for a while. Um, I would have it build. So, originally, Royal Rumble, Becky lost the championship because she was this uh, SmackDown champion. She lost it to Asuka. And then later on in the women's road rumber match, uh, one of the wrestler, I believe it was uh, Carmella, was injured and she couldn't even make it to the ring, and so Becky came out and was like telling uh, the uh, Fit Finley, who was one of the officials there uh, and like executives out there to check on Carmella. He, she kind of went up to him and was like, "Put me in, put me in," and he was like, "All right, fine." And so then she got to enter and then. It was down to her and Charlotte at the end and she tossed Charlotte over. She won and so she got to choose who she wanted to face. She didn't want to face Asuka. She instead wanted to face uh, Rhonda. And then there was this whole thing of, okay, the headline's going to be Becky versus Rhonda, and then Charlotte uh, beat Asuka again to become the SmackDown champion and then she was like who am I gonna face at WrestleMania? I think I wanna face Ronda Rousey. And they, it turned into this whole like shoehorning Charlotte in. it actually became a part of the storyline with Vince kind of putting her in it. And at one point, Becky was suspended, quote unquote. And so her, her, her spot in the match was taken away and it turned into Ronda versus Charlotte. And at one of the build up pay-per-views, if Becky wanted her spot back, she had to beat Charlotte She did. She got her spot back, blah, blah, blah. I would keep things mostly the same. Royal Rumble exactly the same. But then after that, I would have Vince nullify uh, Becky's win, uh, saying, I don't care what Fit Finley said. I'm the boss around here. You were not officially in that match. You can't just decide for yourself that you're in this match. So you're out therefore the person who really won, and by this time Charlotte would have captured the SmackDown title, Uh, the real winner is the person you threw out, Charlotte Flair. And it becomes this very obvious, like, I don't care what the people say, this is about what I say, and I want Charlotte, you are nothing. Mm. And have Becky to win, uh, defeat Charlotte in order to get that spot back, but also in the buildup, have Ronda, Current, constantly, as heel as she can be, run down Becky and say you're not a legit challenger. When I came in here, there was only one person I wanted to face. It was Charlotte Flair, and I thank God that I that you got your face broken in because I finally got to face Charlotte, and it was the fight of my life. And I want to face her with some prep time. I wanna face Charlotte at her best, not last minute Charlotte. Uh, You're just a side note. And then have it be like, well, we all have submissions. You have the figure eight, you have the arm bar. I have the disarm her. Let's make it submission match. The only way to win is to submit to your opponent.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then I would have Becky win by putting the disarm her on Rhonda but Rhonda doesn't give up, she passes out. Nice. So Rhonda's protected. She can come back later whenever she wants and be like, you never defeated me. You n- I never gave up.
1: Yeah, I, I never I, said I quit.
0: Yeah, it's it's like it's it's the Bret Hart and Steve Austin thing. Uh, yeah. And people would get the satisfaction of seeing her overcome Rhonda, who no one liked, and Charlotte, the person everyone was getting felt like was being shoved in their face and you have the people's champion you have and it feels good and to me that's how you fix this pay-per-view and make it better. That went on yeah that sounds fantastic.
1: <laughs> I've watched that one. I haven't even watched uh I didn't even watch 35. I I I'd heard good things or at least the buildup was good. Everything was everything all was the- good
0: about it, but the actual show was very it was like I had expectations for it to be like, oh, this is going to be a real good one. And yeah. I came out of it being like, it's all right. Mm. You know, which is a bit of a letdown. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would definitely go back and watch Kofi versus Danny Bryan because that was amazing. Um, and you really feel that this, that him winning actually meant something to him. And the other guys in New Day, like that it, it, it was a big deal to them. To have the first African-American world champion, you know, and for it to be him, a guy who's been at the company so long, has been relegated for mid-card status or a tag team only guy mm-hmm. to finally get his shot, and it's it's really great. Now, this is the moment I've been waiting for,
1: <laughs>
0: but sir. Did you, did you decide to rebook? What Wrestlemania?
1: All right. Good, good. I'm, I'm hoping we build up the hype so that we get disappointed, kind of like our own mini Wrestlemania. <laughs> like, let's, let's build this up. And, and okay. If,
0: if, and if you're rebooking what I think you're rebooking, that'll be very accurate for how this show ended. Oh, my hype, word. Hype, hype, hype. And the, huh? It's ending that way?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. If uh, if it was gonna if it was gonna end um, if it was gonna end the same way that wrestle uh, the, the WrestleMania that I did, um, I don't know. I'd have to think of uh, maybe my dog would come in at the end and finish the uh, the podcast. It'd yeah. be just as random of an ending it, it
0: as just as much as so.
1: this one. Yeah. So, the Wrestlemania that I chose, a very infamous one. You will have to travel back to April 3rd, 1993
0: for Wrestlemania 9. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> and if, now, I and I know, I've watched this recently in a rewatch, um, and for the old school folks, once I start describing it to you, you'll know what this one is. When I tell you that it's outdoors and in Vegas at Caesars Palace and that there are a whole lot of togas, yep. Yeah. Um, that Jim Ross, good old JR, this is one of the first times we ever see him, is with, is with this WWF. And one of the most, one of the most, the last two big images that are, that are very infamous in this is Undertaker's disastrous uh, matchup with giant Gonzalez in the daytime.
0: Here's this creature of the night in the bright sun.
1: (laughs) Versus giant bodysuit guy Mm. And then the, the ending of all endings is somehow Hulk Hogan wins the championship off of Yokozuna in like a five you know, second in
0: match. The match.
1: And an unadvertised impromptu match it
0: made no sense.
1: Made no sense whatsoever. So, because it was Bret Hart, I never liked this. I'm a Hulk Hogan guy and I never liked this ending. It just was yeah. Why are first of all, why are we putting Hogan on camera when he's got that terrible uh, eye injury? Yeah. That some say happened in a ski accident, and others say Macho Man Randy Savage punched him in the eye because he may or may not have been sleeping with his wife. Uh, so take a you know, pick we on we that one.
0: Which one is more credible? That one. Right. That one's more credible. But <laughs>
1: I think either way, skiing was probably involved.
0: <laughs> it was both.
1: <laughs> right. So this is one of the infamous, terrible WrestleManias that was bad at the time and only aged worse as you go back and look at this.
0: Clip Especially clip because- that ending, I've noticed, appear over and over again in documentaries that the wwe produces about like wcw and you know ecw about like when they're like you know we were looking around the wrestling landscape and there's a lot of ridiculous stuff happening and we decided we're gonna do better and it's like the impetus of like them having the idea that will change wrestling you know and it's always like the bad idea clips this is always one of them
1: yeah yeah like yeah that's what this is If there was a, um, it's a weird thing is that as the running theme that I've found is, is at the epicenter of all of the best and worst moments of wrestling is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. All of the great moments, the WrestleMania one, WrestleMania three, you got Hogan, WrestleMania six with the warrior you got hogan and then also halloween havoc with the warrior and hogan trying to light a piece of paper on fire (laughs) oh boy, it's hogan again hogan at wrestlemania nine never mind bret hart was the guy in 1992 1993 and hogan comes in to be the hero again
0: yeah, you, you have, and he, he was the champion too, wasn't he? And he lost to Yokozuna because Mr. Fuji threw some sand in his eyes. Yep. And after that, like Hulk Hogan comes out to be like, oh, it shouldn't be like that, brother.
1: And yeah. Then,
0: and then Brett's like, eh, he's, he's selling the eye thing and he's like, you go, go, go. You do it.
1: And Mr. Fuji challenges Hogan to a match. Immediately,
0: I didn't know Mr. Fuji had the power to make matches. Uh,
1: I didn't know he was on the booking committee.
0: I didn't, but apparently, I didn't know WWE President Jack Tunney could uh, give him that power. Yeah, back when we yeah, did. Yeah,
1: it, after after saying uh, thank you, Howard. Uh, yeah, Mr. Fuji. Uh, he'll be booking the main event. Yeah. Oh, uh, so. That in a nutshell is what actually happened. And it's a mess. And I'm here to fix it with wonderful 2020 vision and the ability to solve all of the outside problems that occurred that gave us this terrible WrestleMania. Don't put it outside. (laughs) Well, I will even even concede that you'll have it outside but start it later. You can have an outside match, but have the set up some lights and and start it in the day and have it end at night. It looks fantastic. WrestleManias look great at night.
0: They do, yeah.
1: When done correctly. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is keep uh, keep JR from making too many sports references. Yeah. He makes a ton. As yeah. if he's watching a, a, a sport, which I have to tell you, JR, you're not. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's the other thing that comes to mind. As you, far you, as the actual card tried
0: as Jr. Yet,
1: yeah, and I love Jr.
0: Yeah, he's the best.
1: I do, but oh, he is rough to take in that WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's given everybody's um, everybody's college background, <laughs> everybody's athletic whatever. Oh,
0: what's the Undertaker's college background?
1: Right, With he
0: went to university.
1: Yeah, no, he's a major. Uh, di- yeah, major. He's a he's a blue chipper from uh, Death Valley. <laughs> I don't even know what a blue chipper is, Jeff. No, I don't know. Uh, I want
0: wrestling because I'm not into real sports
1: or chips. Or chips. I don't know. <laughs> um, my actual my actual card. I have Ric Flair versus Mr. Perfect.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: Which makes sense because WrestleMania 8, they were buddies. Yeah. And they were buddies through most of 92, and then they started turning against each other. Mm-hmm. But then WWF doesn't know what to do with Ric Flair. They just let his contract expire. Yeah, And he's not even on the card, he's gone by WrestleMania nine. So what you do is you have to hang on to Ric Flair, um, which is my big thing of, if WWF hangs on to Ric Flair, that kills WCW before it ever begins. Yeah. I've watched more than my fair share of WCW I've watched and I'm watching more. It's become enjoyment into hate watching um, (laughs) as it's gotten worse.
0: That's kind of was in real time too.
1: Yeah, what I've learned is the two people that WCW loved and always loved, and I'm basing this off of fan reactions, Sting and Ric Flair. Yep. So you take away Ric Flair, you take away one half of the heart of that company. They always saw and always did see Hogan as an outsider. Yeah. And Flair was the heart of WCW. Yeah. It was their guy. They loved him. Yeah. They wanted to root for him even as a heel. You hang on to Ric Flair, you kill your competition.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm telling you, 83 weeks 83 weeks doesn't happen in my opinion. Or if it does, it doesn't come close because it never it, WCW doesn't survive to get to that point.
0: Yeah. Because at this point, they were still, they were losing money every year.
1: Oh, yeah. In 93, yeah. Yeah. You kill it. You kill it three, four years, five years early. Yeah. So hang on to Flair. And you have also have a better product. He's uh, He is and always has been one of the best talkers in wrestling. Oh, yeah. Hang on to Ric Flair. So it only makes sense to have him go up against Mr. Perfect. This was a friend turned rivalry that would have been a great way to start your WrestleMania. Yeah. And uh, who to who to that, have over, who to go over? Yeah. I would, in in my opinion, have Flair go over, uh, but don't have him go over clean.
0: Oh yeah, classic Ric Flair. Yeah.
1: Yeah after having perfect whip up on him because perfect is the younger more athletic guy even in 93 yeah with that killer drop kick
0: oh best drop kick
1: so good another and another guy who was uh, uh who
0: Eventually unfortunately gets a bad
1: top. rap because yeah. of his WCW time yeah him in the WWF young kurt henning mm. who, perfect Perfect yes. character, absolutely. It's the right adjective. The guy was was great for that age in that time. Absolutely. Doesn't get enough, yeah. Doesn't get enough love. So, okay, my next one is two guys uh, who were again enemies: Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty.
0: Oh, is this around? This was another one where up? their
1: rivalry started in '92. Oh, okay that was when they're that they're they're falling apart and they were they were they were feuding but i if i remember correctly i don't think this ended up getting paid off until later because uh marty Jannetty was a mess uh so
0: coward trying to escape so what you have, do you have to keep
1: marty Gennetti's... i'm sorry
0: he was a coward trying to escape through that barbershop window you see that
1: <laughs> that's right He's right I love that. Oh. Coward. <laughs> yeah. So what you have to do is you have to keep Marty Jannetty sober.
0: That's a hard task.
1: And on the straight and narrow. Self-professed and also faking self-professed murderer Marty Gennetti. Oh boy.
0: He had a lot of issues.
1: Who may have also been making all that up?
0: Yeah. <laughs> For an angle, I think it was. Yeah.
1: So, my magical powers as Booker, I not only keep the Flair contract, I keep Marty Jannetty on the straight and narrow, and we pay off their rivalry at WrestleMania nine. That's a good one. And, angle. and I would, I would, I'd still have Shawn Michaels go over because I know the future. And I know the future is Shawn Michaels.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That guy is incredible, and he's he's great in '93. But you wait, you wait just a couple of years, and he is the industry along with Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah. He's he's terrific. Um, I continue on with Yokozuna. Now, Yokozuna was the big bad of this year. Yeah. He was the guy they were building. He was the guy they had win the Royal Rumble. Um, weirdly enough, bec- he wins it because Macho Man tries to pin him and then he bench presses him out of the ring.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: I ne- I mean, I... And the crowd was, was into it. They want Savage to beat Yokozuna so bad. And... He's doing the whole, you know, jump from the corner and the two tower drop yeah. thing on his on his head. And after he's got Yoko down and he's done the spinisher, he tries to pin him. This makes no sense. Oh boy. It's like they forgot, got they the forgot what Not they were done. gonna do. Um and Yoko just chuck just <clears throat> from a sitting position, just chucks Randy out. Wow. And Yoko wins the rumble. So for me, I move Yoko out of the main event. Good idea. But I'm keeping, I'm keeping him strong. I'll have him get eliminated from the rumble, but by knocking two other people out and he, co- and he goes out just by the force of his own will, by the force of his own, you know, just running and knocking yeah. people out, he ends up going out too. So he, techn- he eliminates himself. Yeah, by the force of his will, he stays strong. But he doesn't. He doesn't main event this WrestleMania. Yeah, I still keep everything intact. He still main events WrestleMania. Still re- main events WrestleMania nine. I'll put the belt on him during the year. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe even at the same time at uh, King of the Ring. Same build. Yeah. I don't change anything. I keep him. I even. In fact, I make him even stronger because I put Yokozuna against Tatanka. Ooh. Now, if you remember in 1992, and I don't, but I was was (laughs) re-watching this because I remember Tatanka being a big deal, and the announcers reminded me why. He was on an unbeaten streak. Oh. He was beating people, and he hadn't lost. I would have Yokozuna skull wash him at Wrestlemania 9. Oh good idea to just reinforce that Yoko is this powerful unstoppable guy so so that's my that's what I do I keep Yoko strong but I also I don't overexpose him at the same time. Good idea Because that's what you end up getting is a a whole lot of Yokozuna. Mm -hmm. And the original WrestleMania 9 ending with him losing to Hogan in five seconds makes him look ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you're going to have Yoko go over, go dark and have him just beat Bret. And that's your ending. Have some guts. Yeah. If you're going to do something. And, but that's the other part of this WrestleMania, um, is that they don't have the guts to pull the trigger. The previous WrestleMania was the Hogan retirement match, mm. supposedly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're dealing with a Vince McMahon who doesn't know how to deal with a Hogan-less WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. Well, guess what? I do. In my card, I do not have Hulk Hogan. Perfect. The sooner you move away from Hulk Hogan... The brighter your future is going to be. Yeah. Because the crowd has already moved away from Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're done. I mean, it's uh it's kind of like a John Cena thing where you kind of have the kids are probably still into Hogan. Yeah. But the majority of the crowd has moved on.
0: As evidence when he comes to WCW, and all of a sudden, like. Once you get past the honeymoon period of, wow, he's in WCW. It's quite evident, like, oh, people are booing him really loudly.
1: Yes. Yeah, they're rooting for Vader instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it is Vader time.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I forgot. It's uh, That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's always Vader time. That's right. Uh, let me... It's. Uh, it's as we know that's the two hours past mountain time is uh vader time
0: (laughs) that's right that's right (laughs) yeah Uh, by uh by uh daylight savings true story
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's vader time it's time to get arrested in saudi arabia (laughs) (laughs) oh um So Yoko goes over uh, to Tonka. Then, as we get, as night falls over, Las Vegas and Caesar's Palace, we have The Undertaker versus a wrestler I believe they either didn't book or let go, Bam Bam Bigelow. Ooh, very nice. A guy who was very strong at the time, but they didn't know what to do with him. I don't I think understand. they had plans, but understand. then they scrapped
0: them. I don't know how you don't have know what to do with the Bam Bam Bigelow. I don't know either. That, now you're saying, and I'm like, why have we never? Why did we never see Undertaker versus Bam Bam Bigelow? Like yeah. that's a WrestleMania match. Maybe, maybe we did on some other pay per view or TV show, but like that's a that's a pay per view match, definitely. Yep, that's a WrestleMania match. I would definitely want to watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and this is your big match two guys I want them to just destroy each other but then eventually of course Undertaker's got to get, get over of course so but not without a very maybe, strong maybe, from Giant Bam Bam.
0: Gonzalez. I assume we're saving Giant Gonzalez for a big SummerSlam run right is
1: oh that- yeah he's oh yeah 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 <laughs> I'm gonna.
0: What a career he had.
1: (laughs) No, I tell you what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put him in a dark match with Hulk Hogan.
0: (laughs) Oh, that would be perfect.
1: I mean, a dark match with Hulk Hogan, and it's gonna be a strap match in a cage.
0: (laughs) Actually, you know, what would be better is it (laughs) make it a lumberjack match.
1: <laughs> that's great. And it's yeah.
0: surrounded by all the people Hulk Hogan has screwed over in real life. <laughs> a lot of people.
1: That's a lot of people.
0: Led, of course, by uh, Macho Man.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He'd punch him in his other eye. Yeah. And then they'd start the match. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that's great. Yeah, so th- thank you for your help on that one. So we even booked the dark match. That's great. Perfect. Ugh. So okay, so we got uh, take her over bam bam. Yeah, you're now for your main event, your championship match. This one requires me to rebook the Royal Rumble.
0: Oh well naturally, since you're since Yoko doesn't win it. So Yes.
1: Yeah exactly. Now, this one, I do a little switcheroo because in watching the Royal Rumble from '93 in beautiful Sacramento, California, <laughs> the fans that night, and I think this is an accurate portrayal of the fans in general of Bret Hart, mm-hmm. were red hot for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he has a match with Razor Ramon, who's fresh i believe this is his first pay-per-view right with the company and he and the crowds responded to him he is a hot heel he is yeah. in relation to bret hart he is a big guy he has his character ready to go and he is a heel and he is a hot heel he is a great presence mm-hmm. their match is really good
0: and from every everything and i've really heard right. like Before he got way too into the drugs and the alcohol, like like he has a real like when he when he was on, he was sober. He was one of the best, most creative minds in the business. Mm -hmm. Other stuff got in the way, so I would love to see that the creativity of Scott Hall as Razor Ramon with the just. Ring general prowess of Brett Hart, who can make a paper bag look good in
1: a yes. You so know. true. Oh, so in this match at the Royal Rumble, I want the Razor to beat Brett mm. with help from Narcissus. <laughs> That's right. Um, Mr. Lex Luger debuted at this Royal Rumble, being worshipped by Bobby the Brain Heenan.
0: Yeah, as the
1: Narcissus. As the narcissist. Now I would keep him as the Narcissus. I would actually keep him as a bad guy, and have him help Bret Hart lose to to Razor Ramon.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, under the guise that he helps Razor win, so that. Narcissus will help the Razor win the the Razor will help Narcissus win the Royal Rumble that night, so that they'll face each other at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's their plan. That's Narcissus's motivation. It's all title related. That's wow. why they that's why they work together. Yeah. So at the Rumble, after this hot crowd in Sacramento is done booing the tar out of them after that championship match. (laughs) Then you have the rumble, which these people are already ticked off over Brett losing. And then as soon as Narcissus hits the mat, they're going to be booing terribly. Then you see Razor jump in the match too, helping Narcissus get to the end of the night. Mm. Then you come to the number 30 entry in the Rumble. And it's Bret Hart.
0: Oh, perfect.
1: And he comes in and knocks them both out of the ring. And he is the winner of the Royal Rumble. Nice. And he is gonna face Razor Ramon at the main event at WrestleMania. You have everything built in there. You have, it's it's a rematch. There's plenty of heat there's your main event.
0: And then you have this question mark of what's Narcissus going to do? You know? Yeah. You know, is he going to help screw Brett again? Mm -hmm. Or, you know? Right. Is he a little upset at Razor because Razor didn't come through for him? Exactly. That's a great... Oh, that's a great... Oh, my God.
1: And it's... And the thing is, it's simple.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: simple and it works.
0: Wrestling is better when it's simple.
1: And it's it's all about the belt.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It doesn't have to be about, you you know, Viagra on a pole match. It doesn't have to be about getting hit by a car. Yeah. It's just competition and people being after the championship.
0: And the title going last. It's perfect.
1: Yes. So in this main event, brett versus the razor you you after the rumble you have time to build this you have time to and with narcissus it's all built in of the back and forth narcissus being mad that he's not getting his title shot yeah brett saying i was screwed which he was mm-hmm. um and all well, this back. Actually,
0: and forth. i don't know if you know this but brett screwed brett but,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's good i'm gonna write that down <laughs>
0: we'll keep that for later.
1: Wow, I didn't know. Oh, uh, yeah, let uh, everyone's going to take note this is the podcast that Kevin went heel.
0: <laughs> no, I'm trying to go face and appeal to the audience's love of bosses who screw over their employees. <laughs> right? Right? <Come> on, right? <laughs> yeah. I love how they turn that around now and they're like, "Oh, Vince was trying to be a heel in that moment trying to make something out of it but like no you go back to that moment after survivor 6, he was he legit thought he could he would he was a baby face mm-hmm. he, he thought looked, he was he thought he was people would be on his side yeah for some reason
1: he thought he was making his case
0: yeah and then he adapted with it later but yeah. Mean, Bret Hart, Bret, uh, God, that man. Oh, now I'm just mad I can't see that match.
1: Yeah. Cuz it's all it's all right there. It's a rematch. It's a it's a champion trying to get his belt back that he never really should have lost. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the match, Narcissus of course interferes. It doesn't go his he it doesn't go his way. Brett knocks him out of the ring. Then of course as every big Brett match should end, sharpshooter on Razor Ramon, he taps out, you have crowd going nuts, Brett gets the belt, there's your WrestleMania 9.
0: Now that is a WrestleMania 9 that is good.
1: And everything stays the same. Yeah. You can still have Yokozuna's, even maybe squash Brett at King of the Ring. Yeah. And you still, you have Narcissus on the hunt for the belt. Keep him heel. And you have Yoko with the belt and Brett wanting the belt. And you, and WrestleMania 10 stays the same.
0: Yeah. And you know, and you, you get- don't even have Brett go on like a winning streak of like, boy, he's just in his stride. He is beating people left and right. You can even do a thing where he starts being so good his title matches, his title defenses are getting shorter and shorter because he's just in the groove and you can even play that up. Almost like, just because I got Ronda Rousey on the mind, like, before she lost, there was this whole thing of, like, her matches are taking, like, 15 seconds. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, and then all of a sudden, like, whoa, you lost. Really? That way it's a huge surprise. And then, like, build up and, yeah, you could eventually go up to Yoko and you could even have, yeah, Yoko like squash him in a minute. And then it's like, you know, it's, it's like, it's like when uh, George Foreman knocked out. uh, Oh, what's his name? Um,
1: Is it uh, Michael Moore?
0: No, no. uh, George Foreman uh, when he knocked out. in the buildup to before he went on to face Muhammad Ali for the first time.
1: Um, oh, uh, Joe Frazier.
0: Joe Frazier, like when he knocked out Joe Frazier, just that moment of like, well, that didn't go the way I thought it would. No. <laughs> like, like just because I remember seeing the movie Ali and they get to that point, and he, he's just so focused on Joe Frazier, Joe Frazier, Joe Frazier, and they've only just introduced George Foreman just kind of as a character. But they keep, like, no, like, his mind is on getting to Joe. And then it's like, Joe lost. What? To who? George who? And it could be, like, one of those, like, well, who is this guy? Like, like oh. Yeah. Who is going to beat Yoko? Like, no one was better than Brett. Who's going to beat Yoko now? Because he couldn't clock. And yeah, you could. Uh, my one question is: Do you have Narcissus at some point? Since we're talking about Yokozuna, um, go on the Lex Express and become Mister USA. Even though he, <laughs> no, he loses for some reason. Uh, a party.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing that I think my booking would help is if you keep him as a heel. He doesn't have to go on that disastrous bus tour.
0: He definitely would have been so much better as Narcissus. His whole that character—he a a guy that looks like that is made to be a heel. He's not made to be America. Yeah,
1: Mister USA. Because when when you look at at him, you think patriotism. Yeah, no, I—that's not what I think.
0: You know, I think wow—he must own a stake in Gold Gym.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think wow, that guy has really got to develop a drug problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Well, so I yeah, guess, so
0: unlike WrestleMania 9, I think your WrestleMania 9 definitely lived up to the hype. Um, well, thank you. All the all those matches just progressively got like, why didn't we see that? Why didn't right, we? It's- you know, like, it's
1: all right there. It's all just mismanagement.
0: Yeah. And, and not seeing what you have. Yeah. Which has always been Vince's Achilles heel time and time again. He's had the talent right at his fingertips, but so many times he gets so blinded by, well, they don't have the look or feel of a Vince McMahon champion
1: because
0: mm-hmm. you know, he's constantly trying to recreate Hulkamania.
1: Yep.
0: You can't. The only successes he's had since Hulkamania have been when he's tried to do the opposite, or tried to do yes. something different than wrestle than Hulkamania, something mm-hmm. different than Hulk Hogan. And all his failures have been. This is the new Hulk Hogan. Yes, and, and which, and it reads so desperate in the original how wrestlemania 9 actually went down with having hulk come out is like like you could see, like i could like watching that i can just hear vince's arms go up and go i don't know just give it to give it to terry i don't know yeah. i i don't know what to do now let's just yeah let's give it back to hulk i don't know i give up
1: yeah the yeah no the original why do i care yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure that's probably what the negotiation was between Hogan, Hogan and uh, and Vince to have him come back in the first place was, well, hey brother, if I'm going to come back, you got to put the belt on me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even though it makes no sense, and and he ends up uh, even after his tag match, which he didn't even need to have, um, he ends up, uh, you know, uh, giving this up uh, like promo not a promo with uh mean gene to talk about the main event rooting for bret hart yeah which is also ridiculous when have you ever talked to somebody else about the main event other than the two one of the two people involved in the main event
0: yeah (laughs) like talk to bret hart right So yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's a mess. They're at the Super Bowl and they interview like, we have uh, Mark Wahlberg here. Uh, Mark, um, what do you think about uh, the game today? Who do you think is going to win? I don't care. He's not a football person. Why do I give a crap? He's not even involved. (laughs) He's here.
1: Oh, that's the truth. Oh. But oh, boy, does it happen. Oh, yeah. Every, Every Super Bowl. And WrestleMania is definitely the Super Bowl of of, uh, wrestling.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, uh, We got to wrap this up. Um, uh, But I hope you guys liked uh, our rebooking WrestleMania. Um, I will say one thing Um, I did intentionally not want to talk about what's going on in the world right now uh, while we record this. Um, But I did want to just acknowledge some other things. But all I'm going to say is thank you for listening. I hope this somehow helps you get through get get some relief from Mm -hmm. A stressful week and uh, no matter who you are uh, I wish you well we both uh, wish you well and uh, God bless America
1: yep Uh, Kanye 2024 absolutely Uh,
0: easy for the White House Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) the sad part is we're not we're not joking he actually (laughs) he actually tweeted that out yeah Oh, the lack of self-ref- self-reflection. self It's like he's Paul mm-hmm. Hogan. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, Kanye came out, came out at the end of the podcast and, uh, <laughs> and won the belt.
0: Hey, you guys are doing great podcast here, but I just want to say, Kanye 2024. <laughs> That's it. All right. Perfect.
1: Yep.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next month.
1: Thank you.